This is Badass Billy Gunn, 11-time WWE Tag Team Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Hardcore Champion, and you're listening to IcoPod. You got to hear this. And if you're not listening to this, I got two words for you. Suck it. back with episode 151 of Icopod. I am Bob Collin Jr. With me as always is Dallas Gridley and Austin Skinner. And fellas, it is the first time for a head-to-head competition for Monday Night Raw in Monday Night Nitro. Last week we watched the first ever edition of Nitro unopposed. And I would say it was significantly better than really anything Raw has produced for the last 18 months. How are we feeling for this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I'm pretty much feeling like that, man. Um, I want to watch Nitro. I'm hyped for WCW right now. And Significantly well. better. Yes. This is how we're yeah. starting the show? It yep. was. And you know what? I'm just going to say it right now, too. I know we're going to c- talk about it. Nitro this week is going to be better than the Raw we're about to watch. Guaranteed. Come on. Well, Get we talked we feed. we talked about it a little bit last week. Really the main if you want to compare main events on Raw, we have Shawn Michaels and Sid which have been feuding really since about April, the night after WrestleMania 11. And then on Nitro, they're hot-shotting uh, Lex Luger against Hulk Hogan since Lex Luger shockingly made his debut or return to WCW last week, so now he gets a title shot. Six days before Fall Brawl. Why not? Hey, you don't have a title match at Fall Brawl. Let's put it on Nitro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, but yeah. In terms of emotional <laughs> investment, though, I'd have to think that you're going to lean towards Raw just because there's actual story and it's been going on for a little while. But then with Nitro, the shock value of, oh, my God, Hogan Luger, second week, you might get more casual viewers than that. So I don't know. I don't know. I tend to agree with your, uh, you know, in some aspects, but mostly disagree with both of you as far as the first episode of Nitro goes. And we talked about it on that episode. But I think that you guys got the wool pulled over your eyes a little bit with something new and fresh. Uh, For me, again, you know, it was good. But, like, too similar to what we're seeing. Like, it didn't jump out to me. It is it is similar. I would agree with you, but it was mostly just rustling, and that was nice. And the you know, rustling mm-hmm. was pretty good. Well, yeah. it was okay. I compared say compared to the squash matches we have to watch every week, right. it was pretty good. Right. So, yeah. but that's not really comparing it to much, though, because Raw's matches are usually not very good at all. You'd get a gem here and there in '95. 
Yeah, like once um, every taping, which would be about once every four episodes. If we're right, lucky. exactly. If we're lucky, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. And, and for that, I will give the edge to Nitro. That yes, there was way more action on television, and yes, that was refreshing. Realistically, as far as everything else goes, it just felt like a a knockoff to me. And that's, I think, a problem that will plague WCW for a little while. But at the same time, like I explained in, in the last episode that uh, we sat down and did, it's just nice to have options as a viewer. And I think that's where you both have kind of fallen on it. Um, for me, kind of going back to what Bob says, I do agree with him. There is, for me, more emotional value in a Sid Shawn Michaels match because, again, they have basically starved us from that. For the better part of, I don't know, four or five months. So I'm just glad that we're finally maybe (laughs) getting a bite of that plate, you know, after waiting so, so long. Um, I think it is going to be interesting, and we've touched on this before as well. I think it's going to be interesting moving forward. Because as Bob explained, this is the first time that Raw really has any direct competition beforehand i would say wcw really wasn't much of a threat on tv um maybe still not even at this time but the waters are definitely being rocked a little bit um so i think that'll be good to know and good to keep in mind moving forward as we watch because i think it's going to force the wwf's hand a lot more than usual you know, it's all about sitting back, playing it safe, mailing it in. I have a feeling it's not going to be much longer that they're allowed or able to get away with that. I think people are going to start smartening up really quick because with really the emergence of WCW and, and Nitro on primetime, I think it emerges a new fan base, a more rabid fan base, a more dedicated fan base a more serious fan if you will not so much the casual viewing audience but a hardcore wrestling fan i I think this era really kind of births those you know uh especially since now it's going to be so easily accessible to both wwf fans as well as wcw fans so i think moving forward it just means good all around for both us re-watching, fans there live in attendance, pay-per-views, uh, television ratings. I'm hoping that this is kind of the catalyst that really propels us uh, onward and upward with both places. Okay, I have a question for you guys. What do you think Nitro got for a rating for the first week? 3.2. I've already looked, so I won't answer. Okay. So Austin thinks a 3.2. And you would say that 3.2 would not be considered competition for Raw when Raw's been getting around 3.2s? I No, I would say, you know, ratings-wise it would be. But I, in Vince's mind and in fans' mind, I, I don't know. I don't know if it would be. Okay. I'm just curious. Uh, all right. Well, coming out of WWF, we haven't been with Raw for a couple weeks uh, since SummerSlam because they were preempted. So we got to play a little bit of catch-up in terms of news. Uh, when it comes to data but there's not a whole lot. Wait, what's the rating? I'm going to tell you in the uh, observer notes. It's called a tease. Yeah, I don't like stick that. Around. 
He's got to hype it up. He's got to wait five more minutes. If you're listening now, not skip even five minutes. Bob's all minute. He's gonna boom. Don't, that's no, right. don't don't do five minutes because you probably would have missed it. It's probably gonna be a lot in, like ninety seconds. Mm. All right, well here we go. So uh, SummerSlam nineteen ninety five for the Observer got ninety one point five percent thumbs up. Wow, which was two hundred and ninety two votes. It got one thumbs down and twenty six <laughs> oh. in the middle. Oh, come on. One thumbs down. Yeah, you know, there's that one guy. Oh, I don't know, man. So you're telling me, you know, the, oh, the famous observer, Matt, 300 people voted? Well, they voted for, yeah, so about just under 330. That sucks. Yeah. Well, well, Austin, the, just for like another reference here, the voting is very interesting um because we do discuss it when we on the tna cross the line podcast where the votes sometimes range from 10 people up to up to however many you know it it, it's almost like when people get pissed they'll vote or if they really like it they vote but if they just if it's like us we're just like like we might not vote on it so Mm -hmm. they the number of just 300 i know it sounds like super lame but it's it's so weird the voting in the observer, but it is yeah. always interesting to see nonetheless. So just, just yeah. for a reference point for you. Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon in the ladder match was voted the best match while Alundra blaze against Bertha Faye was voted <laughs> as being the worst match. <laughs> I mean, I court. guess. Yeah. To both of those, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lex Luger who did appear at SummerSlam when he got involved with Mo and now uh, mission. Well, as noted, he, Jump ship to Nitro. He debuted last week, uh, and it's rumored that he made the agreement to join WCW on August 31st. Oof. And what is kind of funny about this is was that Luger was featured heavily on the WWF TV taping, and he had a match with Mabel that ended in a disqualification. But he will likely be wiped off television and never mentioned again. So don't wow. anticipate seeing him on any syndication stuff uh, in the coming days. What I want to see that match with him and Mabel. No, you don't. There's absolutely no way you want to do that. <laughs> I don't even know what Luger could do with Mabel other than just right hand he, punches. No, he'd do the jump in like the forearm. Like yeah, the, that's it. The, oh, yeah. Like a couple of times, though. Oh, yeah. Off the middle row. Yeah. yeah back and yeah. forth. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty much all he would do. And Mabel, would, he'd fall over and, yeah, we know how, we know what would happen. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, uh, Matching in some WCW notes here as well, so don't get too lost with me here. Uh, Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero made their WCW debuts on August 30th at center stage, but that match will not air until October. Mm. So, really good timing there. Apparently, though, it got like four stars. Somebody rated it four stars. So, get ready for some awesome Dean Malenko-Eddie Guerrero matches in WCW. Uh, Jerry Lynn will likely be brought into WCW as well. Meanwhile, two cold, uh, two cold Scorpio's deal with WCW is dead. So uh, you'll recall Scorpio was with WCW for a while till the end of '93. It was like uh, only a year. I think yeah. I don't think he was there in '94. Because I think that's when the Patriot teams up with uh, Bagwell. Yeah. So, uh, but he is not coming in. We, he would have made sense for the cruiserweight division, but. That doesn't. He and he and uh, he and Benoit had a fucking great match. Yeah, Super Brawl three that we saw. Um, But yeah, I I think it's been quite a while since we've seen any Scorpio on WCW, so it had to be had to be ninety three. Yeah, I think the last time we saw him would have been 
Starcade maybe. Yeah. Starcade ninety three. Yeah. Uh, WWF World Champion Diesel is out due to Mabel injuring him when he splashed down onto his lower <laughs> back. I vividly remember that because you could hear Diesel saying, "What the fuck, Mabel?" <laughs> As he was uh, laying flat on the mat. Yeah. Uh, our boy Tatanka has been suspended, but it no! is not. It is not drug related. Oh, oh I what? definitely thought it was about to be. No. So he, I think this is in reference to the hotel incident. I think there's a hotel incident. Yeah, with in Tatanka. Uh, there, oh, I don't know. I don't want to spread rumors here, but there has been rumored to have been a hotel incident where Tatanka took the fall for some kind of physical altercation or something like that. Uh, hmm. I think this is. I think this is roughly the time uh, for that. Like Razor, oh. like Scott Hall has talked about it a few times. Okay. Well, hey, maybe we'll in a future update we'll learn a little bit more about that. Who knows? Now knowing hmm. Austin, he'll be like, "Tell me right now," and I'll be like, "No, it's a tease, bro. It's a tease." It's a Tune tease, in next bro. week. I think I'm gonna DM him on Twitter and say, "Hey, uh, when you're done tweeting a Trump, can you answer my question?" <laughs> oh my god! Jesus Christ. Uh, Monday night Nitro's first episode got a 2.9 rating. Okay, I think that's very strong for a show that has never yeah, the been first show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's well, a good rating. And really, the reason why I projected so quote unquote high at a 3.2, you got to think Raw's not on. Right. Nitro's definitely in the magazines as like, hey, this is a new thing that WCW's doing. You know, Hogan is a part of the show. You know, so there's definitely a couple of factors that I figured, oh, you know, they probably drew a pretty solid number compared to a regular Raw. But, I mean, 2.9 isn't far off. And like Bob said, for something that is not established at all with no prior uh, viewing audience really at home for that time slot, that ain't bad. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was really that bad either realistically i mean especially compared to the raw numbers i mean it, even if there is that little bit of a drop not all the people who watch raw even probably knew nitro was on we i mean we don't know obviously what exactly. the advertising was stuff but yeah I, I i didn't think it was really that bad of a number either no yeah that's really they were probably happy with that i would be thrilled with it if i was bischoff and company so yeah can't go wrong with that uh, the Raw before SummerSlam, which featured Bulldog's heel turn on Diesel, got a 3.2. Okay. So that's so, where my 3.2 comes in. Yeah, they've uh, they've kept steady, though, in recent weeks with the yeah. rating. But it should be interesting to see how that rating is impacted when it's head-to-head with Nitro. Right. So, uh, house show notes. Now, unfortunately, this is the... The end of USWA in terms of what we're covering because WCW and WWF are going to be really consuming us. Also, a reminder, it's the end of syndication because, quite frankly, if it's important enough to talk about, we would see it on Raw, I would assume. So, uh, we'll, for house show notes, we'll just be doing WWF and anything that is uh, WCW-related, maybe ECW, if I yeah. remember to even look it up. But uh, this week, there's no WCW house shows. And I'm only going to cover one for the WWF, which took place in Ontario at the Memorial Gardens on September 10th, 1995. Feature the following matches. There's no results for it, but we could probably assume who would win these matches. Uh, Aldo Montoya taking on Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Dean Douglas battling Henry Godwin. 
Fatu squaring off against Waylon Mercy. Barry Horwitz in singles action against Skip. The 1-2-3 kid took on Jean-Pierre Lafitte. WWF Tag Team Champions Owen Hart and Yokozuna defended against the Smoking Guns. Bret Hart battled Isaac Yankum DDS. The Undertaker squared off against Kama in a casket match. And in the main event, WWF Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels defended against Psycho Sid. Huh. I would go to that show. I, I think, think I'd go I think I'd go to it too. Yeah, I, I think, think it, it stays pretty consistent throughout. There's not like a holy fuck, this part yeah, of the part is yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know I'd go with you guys. Why not? I'm easy though. You, well, you have a fucking casket match. All so right, you know there you go. I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah, I don't know. You didn't have to, Dallas. Well, yeah, that's a foregone conclusion at this point. (laughs) Usually, the whole freaking—I would say—for the first half of WWF cards, it's like go buy merch, go get popcorn, go take a shit, go walk around the arena, and then come back for like the last three matches. So it's nice to know that hey, this show is is kind of consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's really. I don't know if there's really a bad match on paper. Maybe Fatu and Mercy wouldn't. I was be. just gonna say. I mean, I don't know how that match is gonna. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I mean, Mercy can't bend his knees, so I don't. Right. Know. We'll see. Uh, all right, but it's the moment we've all been waiting for. Uh, it's time for the September 11th edition of Monday Night Raw. Now, Dallas had said uh, before we got on the air that he's already watched Nitro. Austin has not. And uh, I'm going to have both going at the same time. <laughs> uh, obviously, with my focus being on Raw, because that's what we're covering. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to poke your head over to see what's going on with the competition. Uh, if it doesn't work out, then this will be a one-time deal. But, you know what? If it does work out, why not? Plus, I don't mind uh, having multiple things that keep my interest. No, yeah. Um, I also do have some notes that I took during Raw. So as Bob, as you point certain things out, maybe I'll chime in here and there about uh, specific matches or anything like that, too, just to kind of give that kind of insight into what's happening on Nitro. Okay. Uh, I also want to point out, so I'm going to be, when we press press play here with um, Raw, I already, I have Nitro at the 10 second mark. So if you're choosing to maybe watch along with uh, Raw or maybe you want to watch Nitro to see what's going on, uh, I would uh, maybe just get to the 10-second mark on Nitro because that's when I will be pressing play for the Nitro part. Uh, judging by the frozen screen here, it's literally still the Nitro opening. So there's nothing that we're – nobody would be missing anything anyway. So I'm going to count down from five, and then uh, we're going to press play. And we're going to see just how – this competition begins. Are you guys ready? Let's oh, yeah. do it, dude. All right, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, play. And look at this. We have a new little World Wrestling Federation 50-year intro. It's on a big block. It's a monolith. Let me just refresh my page here. Oh, boy. Oh, already? I don't know. It Like, it gets stuck on the when I first press it. Uh, well, we're getting a uh, flashback of SummerSlam, which was obviously a few weeks ago, showing Shawn Michaels and Razor making the match look a lot more exciting than it actually was. 
What is this fucking commercial? This is the weirdest ad I've ever seen in my life. Well, I'm, surprised we're showing, so I'm surprised they're showing actual video footage. Usually it's just stills. Well, that's a really good point, Bob. They usually do only do that, huh? Yeah. We're really hyping up um, Sid about to fight Sean right now, though. This is like a pretty, I feel like a pretty long hype. Usually it's like, hey, they show them talking to each other or like in the black room or they show the pictures. Yeah. But here we're shown three weeks ago now, Bulldog uh, power slamming Diesel. Slapping around three weeks ago, that was taking place. Uh, okay, so last weekend on Superstars, it looks like <laughs> Davy Boy shaved his head. Yeah, he's got a haircut. Shit. And here we go. The new fall season. Oh, look at We got kind of a little bit of a new graphics. They're not little match graphics, which I like better, but that's we're fine. also going to have Razor Ramon against the British Bulldog, and we have a new opening theme and video package for Monday. What the hell? Ooh. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, I believe this is where they're going to be fighting on the roof. Wait, what? Yeah, you'll see um, here in a minute. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah. I don't want shit you out of this. It definitely like livens it up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. This song isn't working for me. I like the video. The song I don't like. Yeah. The song is making me like I'm not getting hyped for a wrestling show right what now. What is the I'm, song? It's like it's kind of country. Like kind of like yeah. sounds like it's like a Jeff Jarrett song. It's probably the roadie singing. Hey. <clears throat> well, meanwhile on Nitro, they're still just promoting what happened last week. There's really nothing going on. This is cool. I like this shit. It's very Sean Central, though. Oh, well, that shouldn't be any surprise. There's a lot of Sean in here. Yeah. They're also on a green screen here with uh, right. McMahon and Lawler. Um, well, yeah, that's a fun uh, fact because this episode of Raw is taped, which I thought was super interesting. Right. Uh, because being right after a pay-per-view, you would, especially two weeks after, I definitely was expecting we'd see a live Raw. Usually it is. So while watching Nitro... Later, uh, not long into the show. I'll, once the Bob mentions the match, I'll say it. But they gave away the ending of the show, so I already know what happens. Yeah, typical bitch off bullshit. I didn't know they did it this early though, so I was very surprised when I heard it come out of his mouth. Yeah. Wow, I'm loving these new graphics. The new little match graphics where they got the video playing. This is great. I got Razor entering here. What's your guys's time check? I am at uh, 3 minutes and 48, 49, and yep. 50 seconds. We're showing a flashback um, of Razor Ramon pretty much beating up Dean Douglas backstage. Okay. Now, uh, Bob, over on Nitro, did they have they started? Is anyone coming out yet over there? Uh, they've literally just gotten away from the announcer's table. So it looks like, yeah, it looks like they're about to get somebody entrancing. Here, uh, Sabu is making his way out right now. Right, and so British Bulldog's coming out here with Jim Cornette. Now, I just wanted to point out, because I noticed uh, when I watched Nitro that it looks a hundred times better than the first Nitro. In terms of production? Yes. I mean, they, we got the stage, we got Pyro. Right. It looks like a fairly small arena, but it's packed 
the crowd is absolutely nuts the whole show. Yeah, it's definitely it, it, it's smaller and it looks like it's on like a studio kind of. Uh, it is. It's, the aisle is very short. Yeah, it's a, it's essentially I think it's like an auditorium of some kind or like a something like that. I I was looking it up earlier too. Yeah, I think it's in it's in Miami, Florida. For those wondering, uh, I got Bulldog and Razor locking up here. Well, you're a little you're, bit ahead of us. Then. You're ahead of me. Then I'm at five thirteen. Okay, let me pause it. Bulldog looks like a badass, though. I gotta say, with the shaved head and like the, those long tights like that, I like it's the a, long. It's tights. a much. Bulldog. No, I like I like this look a lot better. I, it kind of makes him look more serious. I guess. Right. Ramon looks weird. I don't know what. Like his gear doesn't look great to me. Yeah, I see what you mean. I feel like he's not as in good shape. I don't. Something's off. He's got some love handles. This oh, was. Yeah. He had a couple cheat days before he had to prep for his match at SummerSlam. Right. Because uh, this show, I think I was just looking at it earlier. I believe it was taped on like August twenty eighth. Yes. Yeah. So I got uh, Bulldog pacing around the floor here after getting clotheslined up and over the top. Yeah, he's yeah, over on the fine. stairs for me. We're at 618, 1920. All right, so we're right where we're at. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do like Bulldog with the frilly boots and like the shorter tights with the short hair. I am a big fan of that. But uh, the long pants here to start out for uh, late 95, I really don't mind. Yeah, I like I like the shaved head. I, I always get sad when I see someone who has really long hair just randomly shave their head because I feel like we, we could have just cut it in a match. It would have been a lot yeah, of fun. Exactly. That's what I, I've always thought. I always think that. Every time someone does that, I'm like, oh, they could have done that in a match. So Razor's controlling them here. Bulldog hasn't gotten too much offense in so far. Meanwhile, on Nitro, Alex Wright and Sabu are brawling around ringside. We're in an arm bar currently on <laughs> yeah so there there's a there's a big difference there too because that alex wright sabu match is not too bad and i know i say uh, that about alex wright in general but because i like him but yeah oof. it's definitely a different pace for sure but you got the stars on raw man yeah, yeah but I mean, these guys these guys are flying around on nitro but you got bulldog and razor yeah, but if you're if you're a hardcore fan and you knew who Sabu was and then yeah. he's on TV now, oh man, yeah. you're all over yeah. that. And you're getting uh, that on. you're getting that ECW uh, fan base too. Oh yeah, a little bit for sure. And, well, especially with the signing of uh, Malenko and Guerrero. Well, and the, and the other thing here is you think like okay, so yeah, we got the stars here, and we also have this very slow paced match. Whereas like you could look at WCW as like nowadays just think of it like an indie promotion you're going to see some pretty good action but you might not really know them too much you don't have all those big stars but you're going to see some good matches potentially so i don't know and see that's that's where i have a problem tuning in it's hard for me to get invested in guys i know nothing or don't care about i get that and i i think it's i i've taken plenty of time to get to the point where i can enjoy stuff of people i didn't i didn't know it's just kind of like the I mean, I understand that, but at some point, you you don't know, like, everybody. No, I know. 
So Bulldog is you have to kind of get you have to get kind of familiar with them over time. Well, and I think there's a bad bias where as if, oh, if they haven't been in WWE, they're not stars. Right. Yep. I think that's I think that's a bad bias to keep. Bulldog with an effortlessly military press slam. Meanwhile, Lex Luger would have passed out if he tried to do that. For sure. One hundred percent. We're back on Raw here after commercial break. Remember when uh, Owen Hart fucking did uh, he sandbagged the fuck out of Luger? Yeah, that was (laughs) great. Yeah. And then he went up like a feather for fucking Bulldog. Yeah. That was great. Oh, boy. Bulldog going for the running power slam, but Ramon's going to hold on to the ropes. He's so strong. Oh, he falls backwards. One, two, no. Kick <sighs> Razor's Instant- such an awkward height. You know, he's not seven foot, but he's not like six two. He's like six seven. So it's like the weird. Where well, does he fit, guy? It doesn't help that he's like really lanky. He's got yes. super long arms, super long legs. Yes. I don't even know if it's his height. It's really just that. He's slender and he's yeah. got long limbs. <laughs> yes. Because Davey gets caught up on the top rope and then throwing him off. Oh my God. Well, Sabu just put Alex right through a table off the top rope. What? On WCW? Yeah. Yeah, that was. He uh, just dove off the top rope and put him through a table on the floor. Yeah, so that was Sabu won that match, and then as he goes through that table, the referee decides we're going to reverse the decision, and Alex Wright wins by disqualification. Shit! Fall away slam by Ramon for a two count on the not British off Bulldog. the second rope. No, nope. I know. And not and not on Hulk Hogan. Yeah. One day we're going to find a clip, and I'm going to shove it up your ass. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, dude. Try doing it on any video game. Oof. Hogan's gonna be like, "No, I'm not doing it." Referee yeah, okay. goes you know, down in the corner. Video game. Bulldog runs into him. Ramon gonna go for the razor's edge. Is he gonna hit oh, it? No, oh. he's getting sandbagged. Can he get him? Can he get him? Come on, Davy. Got him up. Shit. Wow, look at Ramon shit. with the recovery. <laughs> oh, I can't believe he just wow. got him up. Oh, Damn, down. That was impressive. That was probably so exhausting. <laughs> Yeah, Ramon's probably thinking, I can't wait to go to WCW so I don't have to pick anything. Oh, look at this. It's Dean Douglas. Oh, off Douglas. the top rope. Your social studies teacher coming oh, off the top rope. Yeah, that was shit, dude. Well, so forearm drop. This is the first time, at least, that we've seen him on Raw out in the, the ring. Yes. As yeah. one, two, three, oh, kid tries oh. to go for a save, and he, oh. he hangs him over the top rope of the suplex and punches him in the face. Wow. Shit, that was good, except I don't like that he's wearing dream, jeans and a dress shirt. Yeah, well, he's a if, teacher, dude. If you notice, he looks like Luger did when he came out on Nitro last week. No, dude. On the first episode. The tucked in white shirt. Oh, boy. Bulldog's got him for the running power slam, and he hits it right in the middle. Is that going to be enough? Where's the referee? Oh, no. One, two, three, kid. Ref season. What the hell? Oh, he just splashed Ramon on accident. What is going on here? Bulldog with a clothesline. So on Raw, we are at uh, 12 minutes and 25 seconds. So that's a lengthy first match here. Yeah, but I thought that was decent. I thought they were matched up. I thought no. I thought I thought yeah. I thought it was solid. Yeah, I mean it wasn't bad, but I just think it. I feel like it was fairly slow. I mean, it didn't really. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, slow, I guess, yeah. Compared what? to Alex Wright and Sabu going through fucking tables, I guess. Oh, yeah, I'd much rather watch the Sabu-Alex Wright match again than watch that match. One, two, three, kid just got uh, military pressed throat first over the top rope by Bulldog. Now yeah, Bulldog's... Uh... Cornette's beating him up, too. What yeah, the... Corn... yeah, yeah. Cornette's kicking one, two, three, kid. He's saying, come have sex with my wife in the hot tub, motherfucker. <laughs> and he's kicking him. And he's, he's saying I like that. Cornette's shoes. Like, what the hell? Yeah, the red shoes. Yeah. I'll tell you what. When Dean Douglas just ran in, as we're getting a Razor and one, two, three, kid promo in the ring here with Vince... It was pretty good. Like, he beat the shit out of the guys and left. I yeah, like, but I, I, I like that he came out, but I he it, I feel like it also just didn't do anything. Like, he, he did that and left, and then the match kept going, and one, two, three, state still got back up. And yeah. So I, fe- so I feel like th- for that, I, like, I didn't love it for that reason, but, I mean, it was exciting to be, oh, shit, there's Dean Douglas. That's cool. Like, okay. Yeah, but I thought he played his part well, I guess is what I mean. As yeah. Far, yeah. So everything you know landed good and he then he left. This is kind of bizarre. So Raw's taped, right? And we have one, two, three kid and Ramon cut promo. Meanwhile, on a live nitro, Ric Flair and Lex Luger are having a confrontation at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would this... rather watch that. That confrontation isn't that exciting, I promise. Well, I was just gonna say Luger literally just comes out and says something's never changed, and he walks away. That's literally what happened. Yeah, I wrote that down. What's too, Vince Rick... asking one, two, three kid about here? Um, it seems like something about him costing Razor Ramon the match. So it seems like there's going to be some tension between these two. Again? One, two, three kids talking about what happened. What about last week when Ramon cost him a match? What? Listen, Mr. McMahon. Um, excuse me, sir. I uh, wanted to talk to Mr. Ramon here. Uh, sir, I respect you. Uh, and I did not mean to, um, excuse me, sir, cause you the match. Sorry. What is one, two, three kids talking about? I don't. I'm having trouble hearing him because he's like not like pronouncing everything very well. <laughs> well, when I when I beat you the first time. Oh come on, they're gonna feud and, again. And I gotta beat you again next week. This like. What the fuck? This they is were just weird... friends. Yeah, this is coming really out of uh, nowhere. Wait, so is one, two, three kid a heel? <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know what is going on. Vince's hand. Oh my god, Austin, you would love what's going on right now on Nitro. What I? IRS is walking out. Oh shit! Yeah. Turn turn it over, dude. No. Fuck no. it. So this is a good point, Bob, because when I believe it was when VK Wall Street was coming out there, Bischoff gives away the finish to the match saying, yeah, it's two weeks, two or three weeks old. Don't bother switching over. Oh, wow. So that right there is when he gives away the result of the main event of the Raw. We were it's watching. kind of bizarre that he would do that for a Wall Street match, knowing how boring he is. I feel like that's sort of why he did it is like I you might not like him, but just don't bother turning the station. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's how I took it. I could be very wrong about that. No, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I doubt he's actively doing that, but I could see that. So, one, two, three kid just walked out here. His razor's continuing the promo. I assume he's saying, yeah, I'll just I'll fight you whenever kind of thing. He's talking about the British Bulldog making a lot of waves. <laughs> when? Douglas. A bookworm. 
Big dog glass. How is he going to disrespect a social studies teacher? That's fucked up, man. Do we really want to see a Dean Douglas Razor Ramon feud? Yes. No, we fucking don't. Yeah, we do. And now what? Him and Kid are feuding again? Yeah, he's pretty much like, hey, my friend, one, two, three, Kid, who I made famous, wants a piece of Razor Ramon one more time. Well, Chico. That's so lame. If you want it. If they want it as three people and their dad if cheers. If they want it, Chico. You got it, Chico. Razor Ramon used to be so fucking cool. He's not anymore. No, I think his uh, his cool factor is kind of diminished. Yokozuna and Owen Hart, men on a mission. Oh, oh Lord. You want to see two fat fucks fight? We're going to give it to you. <laughs> you want to see two fat fucks fight? Oh, We got the show for Our fan-friendly... Men on a mission. Next week, 9 p.m. Who gives a shit? What is going on here? Smoking guns. All right. Business is picking up. Yeah. Cowboy. Billy and Bart. If we don't see a backdrop fucking pile driver, I'm going to be pissed. Who are they fighting? Brooklyn Brawler and who else? That's some some jabron. Oh. He's in a flannel. So it looks like we're going to get an enhancement match from this. And uh, would you be tempted to switch over if I told you Sting was wrestling VK Wall Street right now? No, I don't know. I'm excited to see the guns here. For the United States title, by the way, Bob. Right. No, maybe. It's VK's uh, return to the ring as well in WCW. And he's got a different look. He's wearing a singlet, which is super interesting. And he looks to be in better shape. Uh, that's Red Radford and Brooklyn Brawler. Oh, okay. Red Radford would be Louis Spicoli. Gotcha. We're getting some good, yeah, some good tag team work here. Billy just did a slingshot double clothesline. Holy shit. Neck breaker. <laughs> I don't know why. But whenever Billy does, it gets all amped up. Kind of makes me laugh. Well, because it's really awkward the way he's like, huh? 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 It's as if he doesn't really know what to yell out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You see what I you see what I did there? That was really cool. Well, because it's like he's going, 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 and wow, this is going good. And then he turns the spotlight on himself and he's like, uh, let's go back to wrestling. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It's really Brooklyn Brawler getting the most offense he's gotten since about 1988. Well, Kicking Bart Gun in the lower midsection. Yeah. I don't know. I like the guns, man. I don't think they ever got a fair shake, to be honest. Well, like we've said numerous times, they the company has just waited way too long to kind of elevate them. Yeah, there's no wick day. left on that candle. That shit's burned all the way down. Yeah. I agree with you. 
which sucks because they're actually pretty damn good and they're like exciting to watch. They do cool shit. I mean, yeah, they've been exciting and and fun to watch really since the beginning. Right. The vignettes for the smoking guns left a little bit to be desired. Yeah. Hi, I'm Billy and I'm Bart. We're the smoking guns. We're brothers. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to lasso the WWF tag team division. Do you wrestle or are you cowboys? Right. Well, we're coming to the WWF either way. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll be here. Come on, Billy. Look at Brawler barely sell any of those punches. (laughs) Well, he's a he's a tough competitor. He's a grizzled vet. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Oh, it's a cluster in the ring right now here on Raw. Yeah, sure is. Oh, here we go. They're gonna go the Sidewinder. Billy coming off the top row. Leg drop. As Bart did a side slam on Brawler, and that's gonna be a three count. See, come on, that was good. That, I mean, it was good for the guns when they were doing something. I would I'm say that was better than the, the Sting Wall Street match, to be honest with you. I'm a big guns guy, man. <gasps> Cold dust. What is this? Oh, it's at night. It's nighttime. Oh, look at his hat. Oh, no. Oh, wait, check the hands. They go. Okay. Well, the outsides of them are. They yeah, are they are. Not as uh, I still don't like this. I like the night scene better. I like the night scene better. Yeah, I think the night scene because the, the night the night pops out the gold more. Yeah. Also, his neck is not painted. I don't like that. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I still don't like this. This is a creepy ass character, but I'm in for it. What's he talking about here? He's whispering too why I can't hear it. Yeah. Talking about the Grim Reaper. And Grim Reaper. The Undertaker. Oh, boy. You can tell it's Dustin Rhodes. Gold Dude, sh- sheds I no never would have figured it out. As a kid, no, I didn't I know for a long it. time. I can see it in his face. I can see it in, like, his chin and cheeks. Yeah. I can I see can, that. I mean, I can see it now, but as a kid, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I like this better than, like, visually, I like this better than the first vignette, for sure. Yeah. It doesn't seem as drawn out, either. He talked a little bit, and then that's it. Still to come, Shawn Michaels in Sid. I don't don't like this part, because I feel like you're pretty much telling us it's taped. Uh, All right, meanwhile, here on Nitro, Scott Norton, who's definitely polar opposite than Goldust, is in the ring, and he is we're going to be wrestling Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh, that'll probably be a good match. So which oh. one do you want here, Savage or a dentist? I yeah, don't know. Here comes Dr. Isaac Gankum. Uh-huh. Oh, God. That's a great fucking picture, Yankum. Right on the teeth. This is so dumb. I hate Isaac Yankum. I, I don't like the character. Either. I hate his blue sweatpants. I hate his fucking Jufro. Who's your, oh, oh shit, yeah. Scott Taylor. Okay. Here we go. Isaac Yankum DDS. Who thought that was going to get over? Come on. 
Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, Bruce Pritchard thought I, I would. I was probably just going to say Bruce Pritchard. That's so stupid. You don't know wrestling. Austin. He's so big. Holy shit. I mean, He's I liked him when jacked, he was in too. the... Uh, I liked his Smoky Mountain stuff, but I don't know why they had to make him a fucking dentist. Dude, it's so dumb. So dumb. Okay. I'm getting some early Diesel vibes from this. Okay, that's a stretch. The aggressiveness from this big dude? You're comparing Diesel to a fucking dentist? Uh, early Diesel is pretty corny, too, so I don't want to hear it. Uh, no. Diesel didn't come out like he was some kind of truck driver. But kind of. No. Uh, yeah. No. No, he was literally a truck. He wasn't the truck. Yeah, he was was the truck. truck. Yes. Running over the competition. Although it does look like uh, DDS has a full diaper. Yep. So there's a problem there. He shit his pants. He's done. The the Kali pants really don't lend themselves very well. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how you can have somebody wearing sweatpants. As, like, a top guy. Yeah, I don't know. Because this makes me feel as if maybe I could be a wrestler. Yeah, it's not a good look. No. Although DDS is in pretty good shape. Like, he's pretty... What are you trying to say? That I'm not in in good shape? No, like, the sweatpants are taken away from it, but at least he's in, like, pretty damn good shape for a big dude. I would like to think I'm in good shape, too. Well, I don't think you look like uh, Isaac Yankum DDS. My teeth are close. (laughs) <laughs> okay bob <laughs> <laughs> yankum just hit a dds which is just a ddt <laughs> that's what mcmahon just said so that sucks what so a great stupid. creative finishing move the dds it's just a ddt <laughs> look at that guy look at Why are you fish fish hooking himself, himself. <laughs> what the fuck was that oh my god oh uh, that was shit that was fucking weird in your house. Oh, in your house report. All right. What's happening in your house? Well, you don't want to know what's happening in my house. What's Hi, up, guys? dudes? I cut my hair, too. Todd Pangel is uh, trying to be a British Bulldog lookalike. Yeah. Uh, I like how they're still September showing the same 24th. house. Yeah. Yeah, September 24th here, as Bob was uh, saying there. But, yeah, it's the same house in Hunter's Creek that they're showing here. Well, get ready, because they're probably going to tell us the entire card right now. And, yeah, because oh, they're two to. weeks away. Yeah. What's All this? Right, so... Is this in your house three? Yep. Okay. It is? Yeah, because it was July. Yeah. Oh, the first ever triple header Triple match. header. So, world champion Diesel and intercom champion Shawn Michaels taking on ONR and Yokozuna, the tag team champions. All three titles are on the line. What? So, uh, <laughs> So here's the thing. This is what this means, okay? Let's say Owen Hart were to pin Diesel. Owen's the world champ. If Sean were to pin Yokozuna, then they're the tag champs. So there you go. <laughs> Whichever champion loses the match loses the belt to the guy that pins him. So tell me that's not a desperation booking. Uh-huh. Hey, we don't have anything, so here you go. 
Yeah. There's been no feud between these fucking four guys, but now it's like, okay, I'll let that was online. Have fun. Oh, you know what would be interesting, though? If Sid beat Sean, and then it's Sid and Diesel tagging up. Oh, wait. That'd be if there's any intentional DQ or countouts, then Gorilla will award the titles to the winner of the match. So if you intentionally try to lose or like lose or win by disqualification or lose, I guess, whatever, yeah. then interesting. Well, they're going to use that as a gimmick then. They just gave that away. Well, yeah. Uh, I just want to point out right now that here on Nitro, Scott Norton just hit a elevated DDT over the top rope on fucking Randy Savage. Shit out of that. That was insane. Uh, announced here for In Your House, Reza Ramon versus Dean Douglas. We got Bret Hart versus John <laughs> Pierre. Like, like, what, what the fuck? fuck? Remember, he stole his jacket. Dude, why do they hate Bret Hart in 1995? Because Sean's helping book or what? Probably. Holy oh, I shit. Thought, I thought Lafitte was about to steal a child. So did yeah, I. He took the pay. glasses. No, he's he the, stole he's a kid. Collecting. Look how oh, sad the kid is. Look, oh, oh the wow, plant was crying. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's sad, man. It's probably his kid. Oh my god. Bam Bam versus British Bulldog. What the fuck? Austin, you're gonna love this finish that I just saw. Fucking shark came out. John Tenta. Savage knocks him out. He lays on Norton's legs and Savage yeah. hits the elbow drop to win the match. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, that's the most what dumb the thing fuck? I've ever heard in my life. Oh, look at Savio Vega and Waylon Mercy. What is going on with this fucking paper? This is just card? thrown together. Oh, I, my God. I told you guys we we're going to get the whole card right now, and it wasn't going to make any fucking fuck sense. this bullshit? That ought to be a really good. I can't wait for that match. If Fuck Savio yeah, Vega loses to Waylon Mercy, I give up on life. Dude, he probably will. Fuck out of that WCW finish, though, by the Dude, way. Dude, that... <laughs> they're doing a replay of it right now. John Tenta is just, like, knocked out over his legs, and Norton's like, what the fuck? I can't get out of here. And he elbow That's drops it. awesome. <laughs> oh, look, guys, this is so cool. Look at my Shawn Michaels hat. It's getting me all the ladies tonight. Just kidding. I have to have a LAN party with my friends to play Dungeons & Dragons over the internet. <laughs> oh, my God. A land party. <laughs> that was good. That's exactly what this fucker's doing. Look at this Sean hat. It says WWF on the back. As if Whoa, anybody what? could get it confused. Wait a sec, guys. It says 1-800-TITAN-91. It doesn't say it's no longer in service. Someone call 1-800-TITAN. Oh, no. I wonder what that will be about. Or should I try it? Probably. Wait, what's twenty five bucks plus three ninety five? I think the hat. I, I think it's both. Oh, you get both for that? The shirt and the hat. I I think so. Ninety one, right? Okay, I'm gonna call yeah. it. Let's see what happens. Oh no! Hi, uh, it's Jim from World Wrestling Federation. Not gonna help you. We are sorry, but this program has ended, and oh. no further calls are oh, being taken. What the? Fuck? This program has ended. Yeah, 20 fucking years. <laughs> I want my Shawn Michaels hat. Hello? Oh, that's funny. Oh, my God, they hung up on me. I want the Shawn Michaels hat. Hello? <laughs> well, that just tells me that WWF still owns that telephone line. Well, it's very interesting that it didn't oh, say... Oh, they have to if the program ended, yeah. 
And they didn't blur it out. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's right. super weird. Well, that just means that they still own that that line. Well, what are they waiting for? Shawn Michaels to come back. Bald. I really so like Shawn So Shawn. here's interesting timing. These main events are, uh, are pretty much at the same point. Entrances for the champion Shawn Michaels. Entrance right now for Hulk Hogan. Wow. I find that stuff really interesting. Like It's that in sync that the main events are starting literally at the same time. So Sean stole the hat from the guy who was shilling it on the outside, and it, it coincidentally matches his entrance gear here. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's pretty funny. I wonder if, the, you know, that, who knows? Maybe Sean's like, wait, you're selling that hat? Let me wear my zebra outfit out. <laughs> <laughs> my zebra outfit, my red leather gloves, like it's Thriller. I make him shiver. My knees are weak. Sean's the man. Sean is the fucking man. No, it's Sid, dude. I'm hoping Sid beats the shit out of Sean Michaels. Well, I'm sure Sean's going to bump around like crazy for him. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. What's our time check here, guys? 33.57. Okay. 34 minutes right now. So and the runtime for this show is 46.13. So we got about 12 minutes left. Yeah, you're going to give us some good time here. Hopefully. Well, anyway. 12 minutes for Sid is fucking 45 minutes for most people. Oh, Ted DiBiase's down in the corner. We have, I feel like we haven't heard much from him lately. I'm not no, complaining we about that. Well, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Sid, where did he go? Oh, there he is. <laughs> still on the middle rope. Moron. Sid misses a fish drop here. Sean's kind of staying one step ahead of Sid. That's kind of what the storyline is they're going with. Wow. Leaping clothesline. Sid does a good bump for that. See, this I don't buy into. Sean throwing punches on Sid's jaw and him being like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't know. I believe it. I don't know if I buy that. And then Sean mocked him. (laughs) What a dick. Ted's like, Sid, where did my tie go? Do you know where my tie went? Yeah, the WCW. <laughs> yeah, it's with, v- it's with VK. He stole your gimmick and he went to Nitro. You didn't know? I'm sorry. Can we do that again? <laughs> <laughs> Is that where we live? Mm. We're live, pal. It's in a headlock here. Shawn Michaels has a headlock on Sid Vicious. Yes, you heard correct. Psycho Sid is in a headlock. <laughs> this, is, this is more compelling than Hogan Luger. Uh, I'll tell you right now, they've walked around the ring on Nitro about eight times. No kidding, dude. Oh, oh, Sean oh. skins the cat, baby. Guess what, gonna Big Sid? <laughs> right outside. So now, why wouldn't you just super kick him from behind? Because that's too violent. Uh, so far, Sid has looked like an absolute moron. That fits the gimmick here. And it definitely doesn't help that he's wearing a knee pad on his arm. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, I mean, yeah, he is. That's all right. Sid never claimed to be the smartest wrestler. No, he's only got half the brain that you do. That's right. Uh, Another lockup here. Finally, Sid takes it over with a uh, standing side headlock. How's Hogan doing on the other channel here, boys? Uh, well, right now, 
there have pretty much been no selling each other. Luger just hit a vertical suplex, and Hogan's like, nah, dude, that don't hurt, because Luger <laughs> did it to him about 20 seconds earlier. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Now, I, I just want to point out, I think that oh. L- Luger has said slam Shawn Michaels down. Um, I think Luger, well, first off, he's wearing black tights again. Um, That's how it should be. On WCW. And yeah. now last week we had the discussion, all of us, of like, okay, does Luger seem like more of a star now and stuff? Well, when he came out on this second episode of Nitro, I, I forgot all the bullshit he already did. Like, I was like, okay, he looks I like a star you, now. I told he, you that. He looks, he looks like a star. I told you that. I said that when I saw him on Nitro when he walked out. I, for me, for some reason, I'm able to bl- keep it separate. I am. He looked like he belonged in that match exactly. with Hulk Hogan for the title. Exactly. That was the exact point I wanted to make. And now maybe it's because he's bigger than Hulk Hogan right then, but regardless. Yeah. He does have like stuff on his biceps that looks like it's about to pop off. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hogan just backdropped him. It's picking up over here on Nitro, folks. Actually, speaking of Lex Luger, I don't know if you guys are aware or saw, but they're um, on the WWE Network. They're doing like these icons yes. documentaries. Um, they just gave a preview. There's like a 12 minute preview on the network, and I watched it this morning. And a lot of it's about Luger, and I am super hyped to watch it because it has Luger talking, and he's like sitting in his wheelchair, and he's like old I man. I think Luger. it's each person. I don't think it's. Right, he probably yeah. has his own, and yes. then like Beth yeah. Phoenix has one. Yes, yeah, but this is a preview, so it only has, it, this only has cuts of it a little. But they're the first one I think is like the Yokozuna one. What the? But, f- but Luger since- has Hogan in the torture rag, and the referee was about to ring the bell, but Hogan grabbed his arm and said no. Well, so yeah, Luger Luger thinks he won. He drops Hogan. Oh, so they're already down over on that channel. No, well, they're. There's still some time left. Okay. Yeah, we're there's still like we're seven get, minutes left. We're getting teased of a count out finish here with Shawn Michaels selling on the outside of the ring. Back in oh, there. Uh, I'm in. pretty excited for that Yokozuna thing, whatever it is. I saw a commercial for it and I was like, oh. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. And and like I said, watch when when we're done later, Austin, watch the preview. It's twelve minutes long and it shows clips of each of them that they have announced oh. so far, and they look wicked good. Yeah, I have to see that. There's a British Bulldog one, Yokozuna, Beth Phoenix, and Luger, I think, right now are the ones they have. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Oh, freaking Sid just Jeez. did a kick up. <laughs> yeah, what? Yes, choke one-handed slam. choke slam. There's no Hogan way Hogan just did the leg drop. Here we go. Oh, here comes the Dungeon of Doom. All right, well, that's... See, now, that main event's basically over, so now it's switched back over to Ron right now. See what's going on. Why, you don't want to see... Think. You don't want to see the Dungeon of Doom? No, not really. You already saw Shark. That's the best guy that they got. Yeah, now Kamala's putting his dirty foot in Hogan's face. Sid's calling for the powerbomb, boys. Finish him off, Sid. Do it. Who's the man? Get the fuck out (laughs) of here. Get the fuck out of here. Sean just backdropped Sid, which is ridiculous. As if it was one, two, three, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Sid fucking flew over. Yeah. They're booking Sean a little too strong in this match, in my opinion. Well, be, like right now with this camera angle, you can just tell how much bigger Sid is than mm-hmm. Sean. 
Well, yeah. and the whole thing is for Sean, really the draw of this match is him bumping around like an animal for Sid and then fighting yeah. back to like rally back as the underdog. Yeah. That's the draw. Not Sean fighting him like it's uh, Kevin Nash and Sid Vicious going at it. No. Sean heading to the top rope. And he's going to hit a crossbody for a one, two, oh, a two count. Pretty close. Is the sh- is the crowd pumped up for this, or do they not really care? No, they're definitely responding to it. Okay. Yeah, more than they, I feel like they normally do. We oh, got a kick s- to the gut. What is going on here? Kick to the face. That was a great fucking face that Sid just made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well- Wow. Sean with the clean win after three super kicks. Clean win. Super kick to the gut. Kind of super kick to the face. And then a rebound super kick. Ted was just like, what the hell? Why, well, what I, I, I think that the doing three to him, I think that was good call because right. it makes You kind of have to. If you're going to go for a clean finish, you got to do something. Oh, but see, now he is walking what around. What the fuck? Sid's no selling it on the outside. Yeah. See, like, that shit kills it for me, man. Oh, like, come man. On. Sid's just leaving. He's not even sticking around to sell anything. He's just walking in the back. And Sean's still chewing his gum. That whole Please. time he was chewing on gum. That's insane. I wonder if Sid's pissed. I would have died. I would have choked and died. Not my juicy fruit gum. I've been dead. See, that ruins it, though. Why does he... Sid gets right up and walks out. That's bullshit. Is Sean stripping? What is he doing? Yeah, he's stripping. Of course he is. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, while Sean is stripping, uh, the the nursing home roster over here on uh, Nitro, (laughs) they are collectively arguing. Sting is trying to... So Vader's out of war game, so it looks like they're trying to get Luger to join. Savage doesn't trust him. Sting's getting in his face. Like, Luke is my best friend. You can trust him. Man. I'm going to prove it. What is like, going on here, what man? Is, oh, my God. He's showing his butt crack. Um, so I want to point out, Vince McMahon just said a minute ago, how raw are we going to get right before he took the like underwear part off? Oh, my God. He Sean's literally like... took the underwear off and threw it, and then he landed on his shoulder, and he was <laughs> like, nope. And then he flicked it off, and then he started pulling his dick out. <laughs> It's raw, baby. What the fuck, man? Oh, Jesus Christ. Kiss me, Sean. I heart you. And I might be underage, but kiss me. It's fine. He'll do it. I like that Sean's clothes are just in the ring on you know, the ground. You know what would be great? If Jerry Lawler came out, dressed up as Shawn Michaels, and gave that girl a kiss, saying, hey, it's me, Sean. <laughs> You know what's great here is uh, Bart and Billy at some kid's house watching the pay-per-view with them because they're probably not even booked. Oh, Man Mountain <laughs> Rock. You guys remember him? Ugh. The Bushwhackers showed up, too. Oh, no. Billy, what the hell's going on in here? Mom, I'm just trying to watch porn in your house live September 24th. I'm trying to watch Shaw Michaels take his pants off. I'm out of rock. Yeah, it's hard to defend shit like that. Yeah, it's pretty gross. As a straight male watching this... Oh, here we go. We're I'm back. so pissed, man. They wouldn't let me take uh, to show my dick. Oh, Diesel's like, oh, I'll see your dick. Kiss me right now. Doc oh, Hendricks is like, that. if anybody's seeing Sean's dick, it's me. Hey, Sean, how would the match go out there? But more importantly, why didn't we get to see your penis skin in the middle of the ring tonight? Are you guys going to win the tag team titles, or are you just going to like not win them? Like, well, is anyone going to win? <laughs> is anyone going to win any titles or what? <laughs> 
<laughs> You're gonna win the tag titles or what? Diesel's like, what is that hair, dude? Fucking Johnny Depp, fucking Tim Burton hair. Doc Hendricks just asked the longest-winded question ever. Would my buddy Big Daddy Cool? We're gonna win tag titles. Okay. Sean looks like he just got birthed out of an alien. He did. Diesel's like, yep, yep. Uh, Mabel sits on my chest in about a week, so just get ready for that. Diesel's not saying a fucking word. Nothing. Nothing. Am I even the world champion anymore? I don't even know. Hey, uh, I'm here too back here, and I used to be Vinny Vegas, but we don't have to talk about that. Two dudes with attitude, you know? (laughs) Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Two dudes with attitude. And, uh... Oh, wait, we get another next week thing. Yeah, Men on a Mission versus Yokozuna and Owen Hart. Oh, wait, look, that's when that's when they hated each other, right there. Well, we're seeing footage. This is for next week's episode. What? Yeah, this is see right now. All this footage right now is for next week's episode. You're lying. I don't. I don't, I don't like when they do this because it's like, oh, by the way, this already fucking happened. Wait a second, for real? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, wait, 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 hang on. This is for next week? Yeah. No. Why are they doing that? It I wasn't like even that. pictures. It was literally clips from the match. Yeah. No. They should not be doing that shit. Come on. Oh, I don't like that either. They never did that before. No, but it's a new it's a new fall season. Oh, no. It's like blatantly giving the show away. Well, they're trying to tease it. I mean, I kind, I kind of get it because maybe sitcoms and shows of that era were kind of maybe doing that type of stuff. But I don't know. It's just not really my taste. I don't think that's it. yeah, that's lame. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll go for the uh, regular match card graphics any day over that shit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I definitely agree. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, what do we think of that episode of Raw? I didn't think that was bad at all coming out of it. I would say that's the best episode of Raw we've seen in several weeks. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was. Yeah. I mean, especially compared to a lot of the other stuff we watched, it was not a bad Raw. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it kind of it went by a little quicker than usual, too, which was nice. Um, there wasn't as much like fluff and post-match bullshit where it's like, what the fuck's going on? It was kind of cut and dry. Here's the segment. Here's a match. Here's an interview. Here's a match, which kind of helped it flow more. Although at the same time, I feel like that also might have just happened because it's a tape draw. So they didn't have Mm. like they kind of maybe had to even piece the show together. Potentially. Yeah, that's probably true. They probably paced it a little bit better in post, which is fine. You know, what's one thing I really like that uh, isn't on raw anymore. And I don't we haven't really even touched base on it. In recent weeks, what's that? Uh, King's Court. Oh, oh man. that man. segment used to fucking oh. bring the show to a screeching halt. It would be like a hole right in the center where yeah. it's just like you're fucked. Change and it wouldn't change. even it wouldn't be for three or four minutes. It'd be for like eight to twelve. Dude, yeah, so long. It would take forever. 
I forgot yeah, about it, to be honest. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I'm really glad they don't do that anymore. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and I did like the touch of the new opening package and kind of the polished up graphics a little bit. It felt like a more sped up timeline-wise uh, presentation because really we've had kind of the same stuff I'd say for what, about a year now, Bob? Or close to it, as far as the opening and stuff. I I think it's been tweaked like a little bit yeah. since um, the beginning. I know, I want to say maybe shortly before WrestleMania 10, they made an yes. adjustment around like the one year mark. Yeah. They changed it up a little bit, but for the, for the most part, it's been, yeah, the same. Right. So that was kind of nice because that video package is completely new. Yeah. That we have never seen before. So that was cool. Um, sucks to see Razor not really feel like a star anymore. I'm very confused by the one, two, three kid lame excuse of hitting a splash on him. Now they're in a feud again. Yeah. That sucks. Um, I'm interested to see more Dean Douglas. I think more Dean Douglas that we see in the ring as opposed to outside of the ring, the better. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, he's a fucking teacher. Isaac Yankum looks aggressive in the ring, which is good and nice for this big dude. He's in decent shape. The gimmick completely kills any credibility, really, that he has. So that blows. And now you're telling me Bret Hart is in another silly-ass match for this pay-per-view. I just... They don't know what to do with Bret Hart, and it's blowing my mind because he's like... If not the top draw still, at least number two or three. And he's never even really promoted very much. I would say right now it probably goes uh, Brett, Sean, Diesel. You think Brett's still number one? Yeah. I don't think he's number one. I do. I think in, in, for, I for think me, Sean's number one right now. For me, he is. Well, yeah. Because uh, I can't get into... Um, a guy trying to take off his pants. I think Sean right now is this. They're they're they've already transitioned him. He might just be the IC champ, but the way he just was booked in that Sid match, they are totally shifting him into the guy. And Diesel literally and figuratively has been pushed to the background. Yeah. No doubt about it. No, I mean, the promo alone that we just saw to close out the show with Sean cutting the promo and Diesel just standing there being like, yeah, and I think you made a good point. Is Diesel even the champion? Yeah, he is. And it's like, what tells me that? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's it's weird how, yeah, it's weird how he's been presented. I would say ever since uh, In Your House uh, two in July. It's really yeah. shifted to more Sean. One hundred percent. When he beat Jarrett for the the icy title, it's really shifted to more of a focus on him. And I mean, realistically, in the ring, I mean, I'm not going to complain about that. I mean, oh, no. Wait. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, but at the same time, they've. I don't know. They forced us into it to begin with with Diesel because again, it was way fucking premature, and now they're going to just pull the plug premature. It's like. Talk about a raw deal. <laughs> kind of sucks. Yeah. Raw deal. Um, 
Well, as I was kind of uh, looking over to uh, Nitro a little bit, kind of during maybe slow periods, seemed like a relatively strong show. Uh, Dallas, I know you watched it with your sole focus on it. Mm-hmm. What were your takeaways for Nitro? Well, as I, I mean, I kind of mentioned little tidbits here and there, but like, I don't know. This week, Nitro, the, I feel like the show that Nitro did the second show is what they should have did their first show. Really? Um, and not even necessarily the matches, but like the presentation. Mm. I mean, okay, the Mall America looks impressive because there was a big crowd and such, but realistically, it didn't look like a wrestling show. Like or you wrestling got, fans. Yes, and there's no branding anywhere. It was nothing. Okay, so now you go to Nitro 2, right? We're in Miami, Florida. We have the, the Nitro stage, the big WCW logos on the side, the big logo at the top. There's Pyro, the announcers on the table. We have that table everyone knows. You know, they got the logo on that. The ring skirt. Now, the, the, I thought this was super interesting because I didn't know it was ever like this, but the ring skirt was very interesting because, so it had, the, you know, the traditional nitro ring skirt, but it was clear and they had lights under the ring. And I thought oh. that was super cool. Mm. So to, I, don't, I don't know if you noticed I that. I can't Bob, even but, picture that. Yeah. Well, it, it was, I almost didn't realize it at first and I was like, am I seeing this correctly? But it appears if, as if the nitro like logos, instead of them being red, were clear. And, like, the skirt was held down, and there was, like, a couple lights underneath. Oh. So, like I said, just in general, I think the, the presentation was just better. And if people tuned in to this show first, like, Nitro, if that was the first one, it'd be like, oh, shit. Like, this is pretty on par, if not presented better than Raw, because, you know, it just it felt big. I know the building was a little bit smaller and such, but... The fans were on their feet the whole time. I don't know. For me, this was not a bad episode of Raw to go head-to-head with this Nitro, which I think is an interesting point to bring up. Because I'll be honest with you guys, when I watched Nitro this morning, I immediately was dreading watching Raw because I was like, no, I actually enjoyed that show a decent amount. Would you say the second Nitro as a show is better than the first? Um... It sounds like it is, I don't, from what you're saying. I, I sort of want to say yes to that. Yeah. I don't know what, Bob, I don't know what your opinions are on that, since you've pretty much watched it as well, but I sort well, of I, feel like... Well, I was more or less glancing at it. I wouldn't say I was dedicatedly watching it. I I think it's really interesting with Nitro that, you know, you start off with a Sabu debut with Alex Wright, so immediately your fans are just going to be like, who the fuck is this fucking... This Sabu dude, he's got scars all over his body. This guy's a nut job. When you wa- actually watch the match, you're probably thinking, okay, I've never seen a dude jump off the top rope and put a guy through a table. Exactly. Never seen that before, right, in right. WCW. Um, and then after that, you, you have to think of it from this way. You have a promo with Flair and Luger, megastars. Then right. you go to Sting and VK Wall Street. Well, Sting is arguably one of your top guys. Uh, yeah. well, not, he is a top guy. He's established. Oh, absolutely. And then you have VK Wall Street. It's like, oh, that used to be IRS. That's intriguing, potentially. Then you have fucking Randy Savage against Scott Norton. And judging by what Norton was doing to Savage, you're buying into Norton, aside from the shark fucking finish, which was hilariously awful. No, and I just want to point out, too, I don't, like, I couldn't name a Scott Norton match that I remember watching. And so seeing this, I was like, oh, he's a badass. Okay. Like, I, I definitely was buying into him watching this match. I, I've always enjoyed Scott Orton. He's very underappreciated as a heavyweight wrestler. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And then and then you go into your main event with Luger and Hogan. That's a considerable amount of star power where if I was, you know, I'm I'm gonna each week I'm gonna take myself kind of back to my childhood. If I'm watching Nitro, I don't know at what point I would want to switch over to Raw. Right. There's not like an obvious switch point. Right. Meanwhile, with Raw, like the smoking guns enhancement match, you might be like, okay. Let me go over to Nitro. Right. The In Your House report, which was probably two right. or three minutes. Yeah. Let me go see what's going on on Nitro. Right. Dr. Right. Isaac Yangum. I mean, right. there's yeah, def- another one. Right. There's definitely a lot of points where you could have switched over to Nitro. And then if you switch over to Nitro, you might get lost and you might not come back. Like you might get stuck in Nitro land where everything is like, oh, wait, I know that guy. I know that guy. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, that's cool. You know, right. So, and then you might not flip the channel back. And that's why I'm kind of really interested to see. What at what point does Raw stop doing enhancement matches? At what point does Raw stop doing the pay per view reports yep. to shill it to you to try to get you to buy it or what to get you to purchase it? I'm wondering the same. And you know, also these two first WCW Nitro shows, as they announced on that second one, uh, Fall Brawl is like six days after that. Yeah. So that being said, I'm more excited even to see what happens after that pay per view. Because then we're really going to see some real TV buildup for the next one. Right now, it's kind of the Dungeon of Doom versus the Hulkamaniacs in the in War Games. But like on TV, you sort of get that, but you don't really know what's going on. So once Fall Brawl happens and we kind of get that out of the way, now we can start building other stories on Nitro. And I think it's going to get even more interesting. Well, and I think next week's episodes are very interesting because Raw is the go-home for In Your House, and we're coming off of Fall Brawl. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's, you know, they're going to be really pushing for the pay-per-view and then WCW potentially, I would imagine, would be pushing you towards what we're going to be doing for Halloween Havoc, which in yeah. Bischoff's mind is one of their biggest pay-per-views. Right. Of the year. Yeah. And, and you know, as kind of bouncing off of what Austin, you mentioned either on this episode and also last one, you know, WCW last week felt very much like the WWF. You had them standing at ringside talking on the microphones and yeah. the ring was even blue and like shit like that. that. That was gone this week. Yeah, we were talking at the announce table and stuff, but it didn't look the same. Like we weren't standing and the guardrail. The ring wasn't fucking blue again. So I think those they weren't using a green screen. Yeah. So I think it, like the, I think I don't know if they purposely were like, wait, we need to take a step back. That was too much like them. Or if it was, they weren't prepared for that first show, which easily could have been the case to be. I think they just maybe weren't, didn't have things ready. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I think it was the location. I think they banked too much on the mall of America and maybe overlooked a lot of the other finer details. When really it's the finer details that make your show. A lot of the stuff, Dallas, that you just mentioned make Nitro Nitro. So without those key ingredients, I really think that that's why I kind of, not butcher, but I really give the first episode of Nitro a hard time. It's because realistically, that first episode of Nitro leaves a lot of the key components out. You know, it it does feel like a WWF knockoff. And that's the thing that I don't like about it, where I know it could have been so much better. So I do tend to give it a hard time. But it sounds to me like the way you're explaining it, because I don't I don't think I've ever watched just randomly the second episode of Nitro. 
Um, but the way you're explaining it, it sounds like that should have been the first one. I I sort of think so. And I don't know. I know you said you weren't going to be watching it, but if you can find the time, I I think you should go out your way and try to watch along with us. I think you'll, I think it'll bring, not necessarily you know, fresh eyes to be like, oh yeah, WCW is like where it's at. But I think I, when you see it, you'll you'd be like, oh, okay, like I, I get that, and well, I think it's worth the watch. And I think Bob brings up a good point. You know, say you're watching the Yankum match, and for the hell of it, because you know it's on. You switch over to WCW and you see a guy like Randy Savage. Now let's think back here, Bob. Randy Savage for a good couple of months was in probably the hottest angle on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, we couldn't wait to tune into raw just exclusively for Randy Savage. What is he, what is he going to do? What's he going to do this week? He's a madman running in, doing this, attacking here. You know, if you turn over thinking that Randy Savage is just gone, wait a, wait a minute. Randy Savage is wrestling full time over here and being featured. Mm-hmm. That's a game changer. Towards Hulk Hogan, we just got a taste of him. You know, it is what it is. You kind of know what you're getting. To know Randy Savage has more in the tank for a casual fan like me is an attention getter immediately to see Lex Luger back the way he's supposed to look in a main event. Believably. So is an attention getter. Wait a minute. You know, Lex Luger has more in the tank. Lex Luger's in the main event against Hulk Hogan for the championship. That's an attention getter. That's what I mean. I, I think they do a good job of drawing you in. You know, to where is Raw, is, they do a good job of keeping you just because you are somewhat invested in their storylines. You know, it's more of the sizzle for WCW. Um, and I think that's important. And I think Raw quickly falls victim to that. Because really, I would say storyline-wise, they don't give us very much sizzle on TV. There's not very much a point where it's like, oh... I have to see what's going to, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, well, here's what we're getting next. It's not, I have to see what's next. Yeah. That's the difference. Towards WCW, they don't promote or show clips of their matches the following week. Come on. If you're telling me what's already happened and you're telling me it already happened, then why am I tuning in? If you I, don't I think care, you can do that for syndication because you're everybody knows like Superstars is taped. No one thinks yeah, but any programming. I don't know any programming. If it's not worth watching, then why are you putting it on TV? Yeah, yeah. I I think yeah. If, it would be like with AEW today. If they're if they're saying, uh, oh, next week, you know, episode, and you see uh, Kenny Omega doing something crazy to, you know, Phoenix. I'm going to be like, I don't know if I'm going to watch that. Now I, because see, but I get the idea. Seen. I get the idea. It's like, oh, that happened? I got to watch. Well, I, I get the idea, too. But that's going to make me kind of seek out to see if I could read what happened. Or something. That's yeah. yeah. The, I got a good example, too, Bob. That you just mentioned that, that I'll just throw out here real quick. Um, this was like, I don't remember what year, so I'm not going to guess. But there was a storyline in... Uh, in TNA or Impact Wrestling, whatever it was at the time, where the Bully Ray was going to put Dixie Carter through a table. And they were hyping this shit up. 
week after week and it was like yes come on come on you know it's gonna happen eventually and then finally like one week it's like next week it happens and they like start to show it and it's like what the fuck no see don't do that it's like it was exciting because he's like you want to see it but like what the fuck no yeah okay you can tease it but then don't fucking ruin the blow off exactly because if you're if you already know in six days it's going to happen you've already killed it there's no reason to unless you need to see it happen i don't Whatever, guess, but yeah, you're but, already saying that it's happened, so okay, I already well, know it's gonna happen. And here, so. and here's the overarching problem with all of that, right? You build something up, build it up, build it up. Here's a little bit. Here's a little bit. By the time it comes, either a you don't care anymore because you've heard it ten thousand times, or b there is no way it can live up to the hype because it's been way overhyped. So by the time it happens, you're like, oh, that was it. Yeah. That's why I don't like shit like that. That's why when you're showing clips of your matches next week, it's like well, I don't see a positive. Well, and 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 the one they just showed us with one two three kid, it appears as if he loses the match to me. Now that could be a bait and switch, which is, which is totally fine Good. and all. Yeah. But it it it. I mean, if so, it's the same idea. It's like, well, what the fuck? Now I sort of know what's gonna happen. It's like, you know, we see it on. Shows we watch all the time. It's just like, why are you showing that in the preview? Like, I don't want to see that. Now I know what's going to happen. I, I see know. it all the time. So I don't think it's a good way to go, especially in wrestling, where where you kind of live off of what's going to, what's unpredictable, what's what's going to happen next. Dude, that's what brings people in. Unpredictability in pro wrestling is what sells tickets for TV. Mm-hmm. It's what gets you viewership. It's the it's the secret ingredient to a successful wrestling show. When you can't guess what's next, let alone project who's going to walk out or, you know, what storyline is going to unfold or what's going on in the back. Oh, my God, let's get cameras back there. That's the shit, even to this day, that makes people watch a wrestling show. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what works. So for you to literally pen everything out for us, and by the time we watch, we're just coloring by numbers. Who gives a fuck about mm-hmm. that? No, I yeah. agree with you. It just sucks. And I think really to, to kind of speed it up to modern day, I think that's why AEW is being so successful because there is still that element of who's coming out, what's going to happen next. Oh, there's something going on backstage. Oh, here's an outside segment. It's not like Sasha Banks and some bitch fighting over uh, hair extensions. You know, the same tired fucking bullshit ass corny pro wrestling storylines. Same thing here in in, in 1995. You throw shit out on WCW that nobody's expecting. Or you can watch the same tired Diesel promo or Sid promo. You know, the same one you've gotten for two years. It's just I, I I think that's that's the edge. The edge is in the unknown. And mm-hmm. WCW has that edge. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Uh one last question. How do you guys feel about um like promoting everything the week before? I know Bischoff has said that you have to leave some kind of unpredictability, which is what we're kind of talking about. Would you promote all the matches that you're having the next week or would you not? Uh, I don't know. I think you do need a little something to get people in, but I don't think it should be all of it. I think one featured match is okay. Yeah, I don't think that's bad. But see, the thing is, the 
and the difference here is like Raw will do a featured match and the rest are just squash matches. So that, like that's tough. Now with um I don't remember necessarily what was promoted for second Nitro besides Luger and Hogan, I think really. I think that was really the only thing that was out yeah. promoted as of the last Nitro, of course. I don't know what happened yeah. on Saturday mm-hmm. night. But now on the on the second episode, they did sort of talk about what's going to happen on the next show. They said like Johnny B. Bad is going to face Paul Orndorff and then the Nasty Boys are going to be there. Oh, and the debut of the American Males and the Blue Bloods, is, they're going to face one of those teams. So they didn't really yeah. tell you what's going to happen, but you sort of you kind of have a match and you kind of know a couple people you're going to see. And I think that was an interesting way of doing it. Well, uh, and, uh, yeah, 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 I don't know. Like I said, so if you promote at least, you know, you get one featured match promoted is fine. But to do it week after week after week after week, it gets a little, you know, formulaic, I think. If you can do it in creative ways, that's a totally different story. If you have Gorilla Monsoon rushing up to the commentary table 30 seconds before we're going off air, next week's main event, this is huge breaking news, fucking blah, 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 blah. That's going to be way more interesting than, you know, five minutes into this Raw you're telling me about next week's fucking main event, and then you tell me two or three more times. So I think there's ways of going about it that make would make people want to tune in more than literally just beating a dead horse every week. Same way, this is the featured match, blah, blah, blah. This is why you should care. See you next week. Yeah. Hey, well, hey, maybe we're going to fall in love with the new way they're doing it. Probably not, but maybe. I like that WCW, though, seems to be keeping things open-ended. Hey, here's a featured match, and these guys might be on, too. You should check it out. They might fight somebody. Well, I was kind of thinking maybe you could do, so with with WCW, for week two, maybe I would have been like, uh, tune in next week to see Randy Savage, Sting, the debut of VK Wall Street, uh, Sabu, Hogan, Luger, whatever, but not specifically saying what matches. Right. Right. And that's the thing. I, I think it that plays off the, you know, the spontaneousness of the show too. I mean, if you know the full card and really what you need to be caring, you know, caring about everything in between, they've already told you it doesn't matter yeah. by running down what does in their mind. So I don't, I do think it's a, a damned if you do damned, if you don't sort of situation. You know, we've definitely seen episodes of Raw where nothing is promoted next week. We just go off air and it's like, what are we, what's going to be happening next week? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that makes me worried that's that they didn't have the anything Raw, to promote. That's usually the Raw before a pay-per-view. Right. Because they don't really know what they're going to be doing after that. Probably. Right. They don't know what's filmed or what's in the can and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, that, that can be helping or hurting like i said that might tell me oh there's they haven't figured out what's important yet so it's probably not being a great show or it's gonna be oh my god what's gonna happen i better tune in to find out because they didn't tell me shit yeah so you can see it a couple different ways but I, i think it all comes down to the creativity of the execution and that goes for anything on wrestling shows if it feels boring and contrived and overcomplicated and just over pushed garbage. Yeah. No, I, I kind of agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys got anything else for episode one fifty one? 
if I say no, I'm going to get yelled at. For <laughs> I was no, waiting so. for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was trying to make you say no first. But no, I don't. Uh, I can't wait to watch Nitro. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> okay. do. I have a wild card question. All right, okay. go ahead. Seeing what we saw this week and kind of how, I don't know, I guess we see how in your house is laid out. Where does two individuals end up going in the next couple of months, say into 96? What do you do with Psycho Sid? And what do you do with the British Bulldog? Because seemingly, after this episode and going into In Your House, there ain't much there for him. I mean, at least Bulldog's got a booked match against Bam Bam. But again, Bam Bam's got nothing going on. We barely even see him anymore. So what do you do with Bulldog and what do you do with Psycho Sid? I think we have to pretend that In Your House is not there. Because this pay-per-view literally means absolutely nothing. Like, yeah. there's no substance to it. I think that Bulldog needs to have at least one match against Diesel uh, for the title. That's Do you I think would. we'll see that, like, before WrestleMania? Yeah. I think I think we'd have to. You um, have to, right? 100%. Yeah. I think it's going to end up being a Raw match. I think it should probably be a pay-per-view. But um, I think so. I think that's where he needs to go. He needs to turn into, like, your top heel. Could you see Bulldog and Diesel at Royal Rumble for the title? I'm afraid it's too far away, but that's sort of what I was thinking. I mean... I don't know if Bulldog's on that level. No. Well, we could get him there by then. I would I more, think that's the I, earliest you could get him there. I would... I would not... I, I mean, I don't know. I... I could maybe see Survivor Series. It's the lesser of the four. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The four main ones. Uh, I would I would say by the end of 95, at this point, I would have my goal to be for Bulldog to at least be the Intercontinental Champion. Right. It so I, I would have him beat Sean. I think with a new look, a new attitude, a new intensity, Cornette with them. I think I think that could work too because yeah. and you get, he, you're going to have to get the belt off Sean anyway because you're you're definitely going to elevate Sean to the world title. Well, in, and they're already positioning 90. towards that. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and so you think like, okay, he beat up Sean's best friend, so like that's an easy transition to me to yeah. have him turn towards Sean and have that be the focus. I think that's an, that could easily happen. So and, I would say. I would say you do Bulldog Diesel at Survivor Series. You know, Bulldog loses a competitive match, whatever. And then um, Bulldog maybe beats Sean on like a Raw for the IC title or the, or the December in your house. And then you can go into 96 with Sean moving up the ranks, I guess. So yeah. you, you, you see Bulldog is needing to go up in order to go back down. Like, he needs uh, to be projected yeah. up to even be on the intercontinental level, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, think that's, I think that's pretty fair to say. And then, uh, but, you know, the real tough one is Sid. Because, what do you do with psycho fucking Sid, man? Yeah, that's real tough, because you have him come in as a bodyguard, you protect him pretty well, then he loses three matches in a row to Diesel. It's Luger all over again. Yeah, but to an extreme, you know, extent. In the reverse. Luger, yeah, Luger was a gradual... 
you know, the rise and the, the fall was very gradual. Right. For the most part. But Sid is like, you know, he's there and, and then boom, down like real quick within a couple months. Um, I mean, what came, I would probably at some point, you have to turn him face. That's what I was thinking too. I yeah. think his credibility as a heel is gone. That's a good point. Um, and the easy way to do it is to kind of with DiBiase, you know, D- the same thing that kind of happened with Bam Bam. You know, DiBiase can be like, you fucking goof. I fucking pay you this amount of money. You yeah. never win, whatever. You know, Sid turns on him. And then uh, to start off, you have at least like Kama. And I guess the only other one is really Tatanka. That's in the corporation that I can think right. of. Right. There's really not that many guys. But uh, at one point there was like 100. But so I guess you could do that. And then as you go into 96, I don't, I just, I don't know what heel, if Sid's a baby face that you could really. I know. I know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, could you, maybe you, maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you don't turn him face. Maybe for WrestleMania 12, you're kind of projecting a Sid Taker match. I don't know. But I don't know if you can get there with what they've been doing to Sid. Yeah, and really Undertaker would be a wild card because he's kind of been doing his own thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah but the shit he's been doing has been so random anyways. I could see right. that working. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, uh, you know, Taker as a face against any big guy is over at WrestleMania. So yeah. that's like an easy cop-out booking. Okay, wow. if if it gets us through for a little bit until they well, figure something else out. And that's kind of what it seems like with Sid since he's been back. It's just he's the awkward puzzle piece now that's not fitting. Yeah. What do you do? Because before it was kind of like, well, what are we doing with Bam Bam? And they kind of figured something out at least. But now, like, he's fallen out of the puzzle. It's like he's not even a piece anymore. <laughs> yeah, completely. And then it's like, okay, well, now we got this giant fucking square piece. And there's nowhere to fit this fucking thing just right. Uh, I don't know. I haven't lose the Sean on Raw. It's like, well, he's kind of lost a lot lately, don't you think? Yeah, to, Bigelow is the type of puzzle piece where you grab the puzzle piece too firmly so it crunches up and you try to put it in, but it clearly sticks out. So it's And like, now it's just a lost cause. Like, you might right. as well throw that piece. It's got tape on it, and now it's all yeah. shitty, and it kind of fits, but, like, no, it makes the picture look like shit. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I think they're painting themselves into so many different corners that that's why I'm feeling like these in-your-houses aren't really meaning anything it's because they can't get their feet underneath them they like keep tripping and tripping and tripping it's like they're falling downstairs they just can't get a foothold on anything i mean what is the longest lasting storyline that we've even seen this year and we talked about it a little bit give me a 1995 storyline that is of significant substance i can't think of any there really isn't there's nothing yeah there's not there is none. The corporation was a, a angle for the first half of the year. See now, what the fuck, man? You were saying that that was a storyline. I'm the one that said it's, that it was. Yeah, an and now you're now you're switching. No, it is. It's a storyline. Don't be trying a, to act like you've been saying flopping. that this whole time. 
No, but that's what everything spider webbed off of. That's yes. what all the storylines spider webbed off of. The fucking corporation. That's what gave at least something in early 95. Mm-hmm. Now that there's what? Two guys, like you said? Now there's not even that. Ted is barely even seen on TV, which, mind you, they overexposed him before that. Um, But it's like, okay, now what? Like the storyline is, oh, Sean's the coolest guy ever. Like that's the that's the main storyline. Right. Like I I don't know. There's just everybody just feels like they're floating in the WWF bubble, and the only reason we should care is because it's the WWF bubble, not because there's like storylines attached. It's like, oh, why do I care about a British Bulldog Razor Ramon match? Because they have a heated rivalry or because it's the WWF bubble and that's just what we put together. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Give me something. Yeah. Something. There's no doubt that the, the in your house pay-per-view that's coming up is the definition of a filler pay-per-view. And I would say it's the equivalent to a WCW Clash of Champions. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I think that's fair. But even with WCW Clash of Champions, they still had fucking angles that you would care about to want to tune in to watch. Right. Oh, right. That's true. I don't know what they're banking on to push these. All the titles on the line, bro. Who's going to walk out champion? Anybody who wins can win the title. Well, Diesel doesn't even feel like a champion. No. And we barely see Owen Hart and Yokozuna on TV because Yokozuna can't work a full match. They weren't even on the fucking SummerSlam pay-per-view. How big of a deal are they? So that's what I mean. It's like, is that really the draw? Give me something to sink my fucking teeth into. Yeah. Give me something that I got to think about or be emotional about for more than two weeks at a time. Yeah. And, no, I'm right there with you. And that's been WWF's problem for a long time. You know, is either their execution of a blow off, which is really rough track record since we started. Mm-hmm. Or it's the progression of an angle. It's There's so many starts and stops. We're really, and we've talked about this before, the only thing that's ever felt like it mattered was maybe the Brett and Owen story. And what else? Luger Tatanka. I can't tell if you're serious or not. That That mattered. Yeah. To a certain extent. But again, okay, so from 93 and 95. Dallas doesn't know that his microphone's muted. Not muted. Yeah, you were. I wasn't. So, whatever. From 93 to 95, we can think of two. I'll give... I would even say Savage Crush. Well, yeah, that's... I thought you were talking about for 94. Yeah, 90... Yeah, that... Yeah. You know, but it's been well over a year since any of that shit has happened. Oh, my God, yeah. So I just, I don't know. We're just, we're just floating along in the WWF bubble at this point, hoping not to pop on the sharp needle pin that is WCW. Yeah. Well, with Nitro, who knows? Maybe that balloon will pop sooner rather than later. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I know Dallas is going to say no. Uh, Austin, do you have any other wild card questions or no? That was all I had. Okay. Well, that was a fun discussion to close out the show after watching uh, Raw and kind of glancing at Nitro. Uh, hopefully, you guys listening enjoyed the episode. And if you watch along with Raw, hopefully you enjoy that as well. 
I'm curious to see if anybody watched Nitro maybe along with us. Uh, as I said, I did. I, I pressed play at 10 seconds. So if you watched along uh, at the max, you're 10 seconds behind what I was seeing, at least at the time. So um, just future reference. So I'll probably continue doing it because it really didn't impact my viewing at all. Nitro did buffer a couple times, but Raw was steady throughout. So no worries on my end. But for uh, for this week's episode, that should wrap it up. Next week, again, go home show before In Your House, and then we're coming off of Fall Brawl. Soon enough, we will be doing a bonus episode for Fall Brawl. I think those bonus episodes will get significantly more interesting if we're going to be kind of following along with the live weekly TV. We're going to more investment for that product. So that will be fun to kind of see as well. But for uh, Austin Skinner and for Dallas Greeley, I am Bob Klein Jr. And this has been Ico Bob. You got it. Make him hot, I make him shiver, their knees get weak, whenever I'm around, they see me walk, they hear me talk, I make them feel, like they're on cloud nine, just a sexy boy, I'm not your boy toy, I'm just a sexy boy, I'm not your boy toy. your heart out, girls. Hands off the merchandise. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks that drives the girls wild. I've got the moves that really move them. I said chill. Up and down their spine I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I make them hot I make them shiver Their knees get weak Whenever I'm around They see me walk They hear me talk I make them feel like they're on cloud nine. Just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. It's your heart out, girls. Hands off the merchandise.